Welcome to the Life is Hard, God is Good podcast. I'm Rachel, and I'm so thankful that you are here joining us today. We've had the podcast for about a year now, which is super cool to see all that God has been doing with this and impacting um, my life and other people's lives. It's cool to hear how he's speaking truth um, to us. I started this about a year ago when um, I honestly was going through some really hard stuff and I was trying to navigate it all and God was showing me so many things about how good he is even when we go through hardships, which is why this kind of became an overflow of all that he was teaching me and it's continued through that. So thank you for your support and for listening and I'm excited that we are diving into the nature sessions. This is the first episode of nature sessions and you might be wondering why we're doing um, a series with nature and for me and I know for a lot of people when we spend time outside or when we see how God has created the world and the beauty of it it draws us closer to him and we see his nature and what he has created here on earth not everyone is like that some people see him in different ways but for me that's like the way I feel closest to him is when I'm outside and when I see his beauty in the trees in the sunsets in wide open fields in the clouds so in Romans 1, it actually talks about how we are without excuse because he has created this world for us to see his nature. In Romans 1, 18 through 20, it says, The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness, since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. So he reveals himself, his invisible qualities, the things that we can't see, he has made visible through the world. And in Psalm 8, it says, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens. Through the praises of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet, all flocks and herds and the animals of the wild, the birds in the sky and the fish in the sea and that swim in the paths of the seas. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. And in Romans 11.36 it says, For... From him and through him and for him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. So this is us really celebrating and seeing who God is and what he has made. Today, we are talking specifically about clouds. I love clouds. I love nature and I love traveling. So when I travel on airplane, it's like the best thing ever. The window seat is my love language. If I'm sitting with someone and they happen to have the window seat and they ask if I want it, the answer is automatically always yes. When I'm buying plane tickets, I strategically plan to leave. You know, I usually try to leave at sunrise and then I plan on which side of the airplane I should be sitting on the airplane seat so I can watch the sunrise or the sunset if I'm leaving at sunset. So on the airplane, you'll find me looking out the window for the majority of the flight Even when I convince myself I'm going to read all the books I brought in my personal item backpack. I take way too many pictures of all the shapes of these fluffy, gorgeous clouds that seem more grand and mysterious the closer you get to them. However, my favorite sunset I've ever seen was not actually on a plane. It was at my grandparents' lake house. I was very depressed and I was pushing everyone away. And I just happened to accept an invitation from my grandma to 
go to the lake with them for the weekend. To me, it was like an escape from the world. And it was January, so it wasn't like we were jumping in the water. But Grandpa and I stood on the dock together for a long time. He is not a man of many words, but of thoughtful ones. We witnessed the sun going down on the other side of the clouds that hung over the still, partly frozen water. The clouds went from gray and nothing out of the ordinary to gradually being illuminated by the sun to radiate the most bright, extraordinarily beautiful colors that were reflected on the lake below so that we had a double sunset effect, and it was magnificent. I was taking pictures to capture the beauty, and my grandpa said, isn't it funny how you don't notice the clouds until the sun hits them? Scientifically, clouds are visible water vapor. They're not fluffy chairs that we will lounge in when we're in heaven. Well, I, at least I haven't seen Bible verses that say that. Who knows? There's a lot of mysteries about heaven. This is just my earthly perspective of clouds. So let's take a look at scripture to see what his word says about clouds, because it's really cool. And Genesis 9, 13 is like the first reference we see to clouds. And it's after Noah um, took all the animals on the ark and there was the flood. And, and Genesis 9, 13 says, I have set my rainbow in the clouds and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. So this is God promising that water will never again become a flood to destroy every creature. So God shows the sign of the covenant in the clouds. Then we see in the Old Testament, his presence went before the Israelites in a pillar of cloud. He was in the cloud to guide his people. So Exodus 13, 21 through 22, by day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so that they could travel by day or night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. So he was guiding them through this being in a pillar of cloud. Then Exodus 14, 19 through 20, then the angel of God, who had been traveling in front of Israel's army, withdrew and went behind them. The pillar of cloud also moved from in front and stood behind them, coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel. Throughout the night, the cloud brought darkness to one side and light to the other side, so neither went near the other all night long. So this is when the, the Israelites had left Egypt, and they were about to cross the Red Sea, and the, Isra or the Egyptian army came after them. And so God's presence stood between the Israelites and the Egyptian army to protect them. He came between them and their enemies. His presence was in the cloud to shield them. Then Exodus 24, 13 through 18. Then Moses set out with Joshua, his aide, and Moses went up on the mountain of God. He said to the elders, wait here for us until we come back to you. Aaron and her are with you and anyone involved in dispute can go to them. When Moses went up onto the mountain, the cloud covered it and the glory of the Lord settled on Mount Sinai. For six days, the cloud covered the mountain, and on the seventh day, the Lord called to Moses from within the cloud. To the Israelites, the glory of the Lord looked like a consuming fire on top of the mountain. Then Moses entered the cloud as he went up on the mountain, and he stayed on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. God spoke from the cloud on Sinai. His presence was on Mount Sinai, and he spoke to Moses from within the cloud. So we see a lot in the Old Testament how his presence is seen in, the, in a cloud, a pillar of cloud or the cloud on a mountain. And there's a, a couple more verses that show that from 1 Kings 8, 10 through 11. It says, when the priests withdrew from the holy place, the cloud filled the temple of the Lord. And the priests could not perform their service because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled his temple. 
So the glory of the Lord, this cloud, filled the temple. So that is really cool that in the Old Testament, he showed up as this pillar of cloud, and it was showing his presence was there with them. He never left them. He guided them, and he protected them from their enemies. Then in the New Testament, we see that Jesus, was when he came on earth, he ascended in a cloud. Acts 1.9 says, After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid them from their sight. So Jesus was taken up on a cloud. That's how he ascended back into heaven. And we know that this is how he is going to come back, which is super cool. So a couple references for this is in Daniel 7. Daniel sees this vision, and it says, As I looked, thrones were set in place, and the Ancient of Days took his seat. His clothing was as white as snow. The hair of his head was white as like wool. His throne was flaming with fire, and its wheels were all ablaze. A river of fire was flowing, coming out from behind him. Thousands upon thousands attended him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The court was seated, and the books were opened. Then I continued to watch because of the boastful words the horn was speaking. I kept looking until the beast was slain and its body destroyed and thrown into the blazing fire. The other beasts had been stripped of their authority, but were allowed to live for a period of time. In my vision at night, I looked, and there before me was one like a son of man coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the Ancient of Days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All nations and peoples of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. So this is a prophecy of what is yet to come, the Son of Man coming with the clouds of heaven. And we see this, Jesus even talks about the return in Matthew 24, 30. Then then will appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then all the peoples of the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Jesus will return. He's coming on the clouds with power and glory. And in Luke 21, 27, at that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And in Revelation 1, 7, look, he is coming with the clouds and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him and all peoples on earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. Amen. So we know he is coming on the clouds. He's coming back someday. We will see it. Something that's super cool too, I mean, there's a lot of passages in the Bible about clouds. This is not an exhaustive list, but some of these things connect in a really cool way. So in Matthew 17, 5, it says, this is the transfiguration when Jesus is on the mountain with a few of his disciples. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud covered them, and a voice from the cloud said, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. So the father spoke to Jesus from a cloud on a mountain. So the transfiguration also is on a mountain, and God spoke from the cloud. It sounds very similar to the passage we talked about with Mount Sinai and Moses. Moses went up on the mountain, and God's presence was there in that cloud, and he spoke to Moses from the cloud. But he did it with Jesus, his father. His father spoke to his son. This is my son whom I love, and with him I am well pleased. So cool. And one more. There's so many verses we could go over, but these are just some really, really cool ones. In 1 Thessalonians 4.17, it talks about us says after that we who are all still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the lord in the air and so we will be with the lord forever so we will be caught up in the clouds to meet the lord how cool is this 
will be caught up together with them in the clouds. So, again, this is not an exhaustive list, but it's some really cool passages. And what we want to look at is two things. One, what do, gla- what do clouds reveal about God? And two, what does that mean for us? So let's talk about what clouds reveal to us about God. In the Old Testament, we see that he used the clouds to show his covenant with, um, with Noah. We also see his presence and we see his glory. Also, just a side note that God is not limited to clouds. When we see that he came as in a pillar of cloud, that doesn't mean that he was only in this cloud and like that's only how he exists is in the clouds. He is in control of the clouds and the rain. He created it. In Psalm 135.7, it says, He makes clouds rise from the ends of the earth. He sends lightning with the rain and brings out the wind from his storehouses. And Psalm 147.8 says, He covers the sky with clouds. He supplies the earth with rain and makes grass grow on the hills. He can also, he can give and he can take away. In Isaiah 5.6, it says, I will make a wasteland, neither pruned nor cultivated, and briars and thorns will grow there. I will command the clouds not to rain on it. So he is definitely not contained by clouds. He is in control and sovereign over clouds, but Again, clouds can show his glory as well. In the New Testament, we see that that's how Jesus ascended, was in a cloud. And it's how he's coming back. He's coming back on the clouds and through a cloud on the mountain for the transfiguration, the Father spoke to his Son. We also see through Scripture and clouds what is yet to come, that he is coming back on the clouds. It is going to happen. We know that what God says will happen. He always does what he says he's going to do. And that we will be caught up together in the clouds to meet the Lord, which is very cool. So what does that mean for us? A couple of things. One is awe, and the other is awaiting. So awe, we can look at the clouds Here on earth, we can look at the clouds, we can observe them, we can be just awestruck by the beauty and be in awe of his glory that's in the sky that reflects his nature. And it's a reminder of his presence that guides us. And awaiting, we know that he is coming back on the clouds and that we will be caught up with him in the clouds. So we have this hope in what is yet to come. He is coming soon. So my friends, I hope this is encouraging to you We're going to keep talking about different things in nature. Next week, we're going to talk about the sun. There's a lot of cool things with that. So stay tuned for next week when we talk about the sun. But please join our community on Instagram at Life is Hard, God is Good podcast or our Facebook group. Um, You can share, write reviews and let us know how God is speaking to you. Feel free to reach out with questions or anything like that. We want to be a source of encouragement to you. This is all for God's glory and for our good so that we can be more like him and know how loved we are by him. May you have a great week. May the Lord bless you and keep you.